Well, lots of college football on this wonderful Saturday. None bigger than the game that just started, or maybe is just starting right about now. Louisville versus Clemson in Death Valley. My favorite stat I've seen so far, Tyler. Lamar Jackson on pace for the most total touchdowns in a single season. He's on pace for 75 touchdowns. And on pace to earn himself the Heisman Trophy was an outside candidate at the beginning of the season, but certainly has worked his way into Heisman Trophy talks. Uh, quick screen out for the Tigers. They pick up a few. It'll bring third down. That screen was to blocker. You know, the one thing about that game, and I'm sure you and I will catch some of it after this one wraps up here as we just start the fourth quarter. Deshaun Watson's from down the street, man, from where I'm from, and, and I can't not root for that kid. What a great, humble human being. And he's had a rough start to the year, but I think he'll turn it around in a big game at home. Flags thrown on this play. Play is stopped. Dead ball should be a false start. And it is indeed a false start on the offense. It'll back him up. So probably about a third and ten. But just to clarify, Deshaun Watson is not down the street from Boiling Springs. He's from down the street from where I'm from and grew up in Georgia. He's from Gainesville. Gainesville High School, home of the Red Elephants. So, got to root for that guy. I know all of us have that one guy who's from pretty close to where we grew up. Or grew up, and I got to actually call a few Deshaun Watson high school football games. He's a heck of a player. And there will be that'll be the matchup to watch in that game tonight. Will be between the quarterbacks. Now, here in this one, the current matchup to watch is: Can the majority of these backups on the defense manage to shut out? Benedict here in the fourth quarter to keep the shutout. And we'll see if that happens, but Thomas Adams gets called for pass interference with that one going deep downfield. That's the only call I can think of. The flag just came out. What a great job, though, by Brown on that play. Running up as close as he could to the line of scrimmage, seeing at the last thing he had a guy wide open and chucked it downfield. Adams just trying to get something on that football. Ends up making some contact a little early. And they'll call a passenger, or excuse me, a defensive holding will be called on the play. Well, we knew coming into this game that the Tigers team like to take shots down the football field, but their offense is not executed to the point where they really have been able to take that many shots down the field until now where you're forced to really, that's your only option to try to get some points on the board. And here comes the big running back just rumbling and tumbling down across the 50-yard line. That was the big man, Jeremy Johnson, 5'11", 270 as a sophomore. He's got some speed to him, Tyler. Well, he's been the best rusher they've had on the field today. Did a good job earlier in this football game just to get them out from in their own end zone pretty much. Has not seen a lot of carries, but has made the most of them when they have come here today. Handoff straight up the gut once more. Ball comes out, and it's picked up. By the running Bulldogs. He's got some blockers ahead of him. He cuts back inside. We'll see if he can take it the distance. He's at the 30. The 20. Still on his feet at the 5. Touchdown. Boom, baby. Running Bulldog touchdown. A defensive touchdown for the freshman Jalen Foster. He's got an interception, a fumble recovery, and that one's returned for six. Well, Jalen Foster is going to make it certainly hard for this running Bulldogs team to insert their starter back into the lineup when Trey Lucas and other and that secondary become healthy because Jalen Foster has had himself two really impressive football games stepping in to the starting role. 
And man, I know you can't do it in college, but I'm sure he really wanted to keep that one. Not only coming in as a freshman, getting his first career start, but talk about a first career start, an interception, and a fumble recovery going 60 yards downfield for a touchdown. Snap placement, extra point is up, and it is good from Josh Walston. Well, two freshmen getting it done on that scoring drive for the running Bulldogs. Jalen Foster scores the touchdown, and Josh Walston with the extra point. We're going to take a break. 45-0 in favor of the Dogs. 13-03 left in this one. Keep it locked right here on WGWG.org. The Bachelor of Science in Accounting at Gardner-Webb University is offered completely online, allowing you the necessary flexibility to balance work obligations, family commitments, and your continuing education as an accounting professional. Learn more about how you can ignite your career at gardner-webb.edu slash dcp. It's Big Time Revelry at the Renaissance Festival. Saturdays and Sundays, October 1st to November 20th. Presented by Pepsi and the Charlotte Observer. Twelve stages of music, comedy, and daredevil antics. October 1st to November 20th. Discount tickets at Harris Teeter stores or print yours online at rinfastinfo.com. nothing in favor of the running Bulldogs with 13.03 remaining in quarter number four as this one is booted way down inside the end zone and taken a knee by the Tigers. Well, we just came back from that Renaissance Fair commercial. I think I'm going to have to go to the Renaissance Fair sometime when we get some free time from calling these games. Sounds, sounds fun. We'll see if we can make it happen. Turkey leg sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, turkey legs sound really good right about now. 45 nothing in favor of your running Bulldogs with 13.03 left in quarter number four. And they've really laid it on to this Tiger team. We talked early, especially early in the week when we were doing notes and researching for this game, thinking that this Tiger defense could present some problems for the offense. Now that last touchdown was a defensive touchdown, but man, to score 38 points by your offense against the number 13 defense in the country at the Division II level, even as an FCS school, is very impressive. Well, and then for the offense for the Benedict Tigers, looking at notes, they've struggled to score over the course of the season, even in Division II play. Knew that their offense would have a strong test going against this running Bulldogs defense, but this is a defense that has allowed a lot of yardage this year, doing a good job in the game today. 99 total yards for Benedict in this game. As the last play happened while we were talking a little bit there, as Benedict gets about eight yards on the carry from Blocker, Blocker gets a face mask, and the Dogs concede about 15 yards as Benedict will have first and 10 from their own 47-yard line. 
This is an interesting one, and Tyler, maybe you can answer it for me. Has Benedict had a play inside of Gardner-Webb's territory so far? They have gotten up to the 50-yard line early in the game, but have not made it across to the other side of the 50. Well, right here, they get close to the 50. They're at their own 49-yard line. So technically speaking, they've had a few plays in Gardner-Webb territory. Second nine for the Tigers. The Dogs have played a really good football game with about 12 minutes left in this one, but we have not seen fans leave the building. It's been a good day to have all of the support you can, and Gardner-Webb looking for their first home win of the season. That carry goes to Blocker on a sweep to the far side. Bounces around, can't really find anything. Picks up maybe a yard. Brought down by Kenyatta Dunbar, one of the forgotten linebackers. Well, yeah, we're about 50-50 on the defensive side of the football right now. About half the starters in the game and half backups. It's got to be hard to pull your starters out of the game, though. It really does because Benedict hasn't. Benedict's playing their starters probably until the end of the game, and that's what it appears to be as Philip Brown remains at quarterback with two men out to the near side, one man split out to the far side. Snap taken. Pressure and brought down in the middle. That's a sack for the running Bulldogs, number 94. LaRon Glenn comes up with a big sack, and that's fourth down. And Glenn certainly happy to get that sack. Nearly had one earlier in the game here today on a play where we thought it's not a fumble what's the quarterback's arm coming forward as he was hit while he was throwing the football. Glenn able to get to the quarterback on that one. Jacob Henderson returning for the running Bulldogs. Out to punt for Benedict once more. Troy Mims out to punt. As that one will be fair caught around the 16-yard line. And that's where the dogs will start their drive. The most important part is who will be the quarterback on that drive. We'll reveal the quarterback when we come back. Keep it locked right here on WGWG.org. The online Bachelor of Science in Business Administration at Gardner-Webb University is an affordable opportunity to complete your degree, allowing you to aspire to greater professional potential. Learn more about how you can ignite your career at gardner-web.edu. When you're not cheering for your favorite team and you're ready to tackle that large job or weekend project, turn to Sunbelt Rentals for all your equipment needs. From hand tools to excavators, we've got you covered. And with nearly 400 locations, we're sure to have one convenient to you. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a contractor, you can rely on the experts at Sunbelt Rentals. Call 1-800-NO-SWEAT or visit sunbeltrentals.com for a location nearest you. So what are you waiting for? Get it done. Rent it now. And now the backups enter the game. Chase Arrington, number 10, the junior, redshirt junior from Sanford, North Carolina, enters the game for the running Bulldogs. Also, Cagle 
in at running back for the Dogs. He's seen a few carries so far this season. Trips to the far side, one man to the near side, Cagle in motion. It's going to be a speed option pitched out to Cagle, who's going to try to get the outside corner. He cannot. A big loss on the play. Loss of about four yards. And I was curious to see which quarterback it would be coming out onto the football field. And it's Chase Arrington, even though Brody Rollins is listed as your second string quarterback. But when you have found ways to utilize him in so many areas over the course of this season, you know Tyrell Maxwell is your quarterback going forward. And you don't want to risk Rollins getting injured when he has become a crucial part of your offense in other areas. Twin backs with Arrington. Fake handoff to Cagle. Now it's going to be an option. Arrington takes himself and gets out towards around the 20-yard line. Elijah Perry was running the option with him as sniffed out well by the Tiger defense, forcing Arrington to try to get something done himself. Now Chase Arrington did have to throw a pass last year. Am I correct? Arrington had to come in and throw a pass <laughs> In that first home game of the season in triple overtime, Tyrell Maxwell's helmet got knocked off. Arrington had to come into the game and threw the interception to end that football game. As he throws a pass across the middle, I believe that's Willie Jackson, the fourth, who will come up short of the first down. Great job by Willie Jackson to catch that ball, keep possession through contact, and made a football move trying to get that first down. They'll be short by a few inches. And Komornik will come out to punt. Eight thirty remaining here in the fourth quarter. Good day for the running Bulldogs. And a flag on the play. And we'll see if the offensive line jumped or if it was the defense came across first. Komornik pointed towards the defense and so were a lot of the linemen. So that'll bring the offense back out onto the field. That's an interesting call. Did you hear that one, Tyler? What the official called on that one? I did not. Intent of interpreting calls on the defense. It's not something you hear every day. Huh. Well, nonetheless, first down for the dogs. But honestly, I don't know if I've ever heard that call in football. I certainly have not. I just assumed they jumped off sides. Well, I thought it was odd because the official came out with a delay of game and then said the intent of interpreting calls. I thought that was odd. So miscommunication in the backfield. Arrington's going to have to take it himself on that play. So what happens when you get some backups in the game? They don't quite understand the, the calls. But Arrington went to handoff one way, and the running back went the other. Well, and then not only did Arrington go to handoff the one way, then he looked to try to pitch the football. No running back in that direction. Has to tuck it and pick up a yard himself. Some weird things, man, especially when you get in the fourth quarter of games like this. Two receivers to the near side. Handoff.
here with the broadcast. Gardner Webb punts down to the Benedict Tigers inside their own 10 yard line at the nine. Now the Tigers have third and about four from their own 15, four, 10 and counting left in this game. Gardner Webb holding a 45 nothing lead over the Benedict Tigers. And potentially Benedict's the last chance to try to get points on the board in this football game to just remove the zero. Brown rolls out, looks deep downfield, and it is caught downfield. A little bit of pushing and shoving, a little surprised. There's no offensive pass interference called on that play, but Okechi Otisawe ends up with a big catch for Benedict and a first down. And they're inside Dogs territory at the 46. In my opinion, there are no flags on that play because there was some pushing and shoving on both ends. So just let the play go and no flag. I'm sure the score has a little bit to do with it as well, being 45 to nothing. We're seeing a few people leave now with the score being what it is. Brown takes a snap, rolls out, looking for a man about five yards deep and cannot find him on the out route thrown out of bounds. Yeah, just a few people trying to beat traffic, but Brennan, I certainly know your motto. You go to the game, you stay to the end. Uh, absolutely. You said it the best right there. I don't care what the score is. If I'm at the game, I'm going to stay until the end of it. Because in the great words of Yogi Berra, it ain't over till it's over. And something I was preaching in my head just about every day of my life uh, until the day he died by by my papa. It ain't over till it's over. There's always a chance. Draw play up the middle, broken up by the running Bulldogs. As Michael Cunningham comes in with the tackle. Brings up third and long now for the Tigers. Well, at the end of the day, let's face it, the Dogs are playing Benedict, a Division II school. We ex expected them, excuse me, to come out and play a very good football game. The Dogs end up scoring 45 points and as of right now are pitching a shutout. Did the Dogs succeed in what they wanted to do against this, against this Benedict squad? I certainly believe so. And you try to carry over, carry over those positive things into conference play next week against Presbyterian and moving forward in the rest of the season. And Brown drops back to pass, looks downfield, can't find anybody open, still going through his progression, steps up, takes off, and continues to run, gets ran out of bounds, but after he picks up a first down, and a first down for the Tigers at the 35-yard line with 2.15 remaining. So here's one for the Tigers. You're trying to get a little bit of a confidence boost with a good last drive of the game. The Dogs trying to make sure that they keep a zero up on that scoreboard. Handoff straight up the gut, nothing doing. And a gain of nothing. A minute 35 time running out for the Tigers to try to get on the scoreboard. Second and long now for 
the Tigers after a gain of none on that last one. Deuces to the near side, one man to the far side. As the tight end is offset to the right. Snap taken, roll out to the right. Still looking, fires one deep downfield, nowhere near a receiver, takes a big hit. As a result, trying to make something happen was Brown. Coming in and making the hit for the running Bulldogs was Justin Miller, one of the captains on this running Bulldog team. One oh eight left on the clock with that incomplete pass brings up third and ten for Tigers. Twin backs with Brown out of the shotgun. Two receivers to the near side, one to the far four down lineman for the dogs. They bring four. Glenn looking to get his second sack of the night. Cannot as Brown takes off, drops the football, and it's recovered by Laren Glenn. Laron Glenn picks up the fumble as Brown just could not pick up the football. Brown just trying to do a little bit too much on that play and ultimately fumbles the football. But nobody even around him when he fumbles the football. It wasn't a result of a hit by any means. It just bobbles it out of his hand. Well, LaRon Glenn ends the game with a sack and now a fumble recovery. As the dogs will go out and I'm assuming just run three plays and call it a day. The dogs won't even run a play. They'll just take a knee. And I believe they'll have to take two in that victory formation and call it a day. So one more snap, and the dogs can make it official. 45 to nothing victory for the running Bulldogs over the Benedict Tigers. As the dogs set up in the victory formation once more. And that'll officially do it as Arrington knees the clock out. And 45 to nothing once more for the running Bulldogs. When we come back, Tyler Helms and I will break it down with our post-game wrap-up. You heard it first right here on 